let me start recording this and let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Andre Lefevre. Andre Lefevre. Uh, I am an independent citizen journalist. And let me do this. Uh, if you ever listened to me before, you know I like to mouth off on things political, things cultural, uh, things interesting. And I am an extreme libertarian. Um, I practice something that is very rare nowadays. I practice uh, the First Amendment. I think it's illegal now in the United States. Uh, we lived uh, till uh, till February 6, uh, 2019, and Western civilization is still around, which is no small uh, small feat. No small feat. Again, I'm coming to you 12 miles east of uh, downtown Los Angeles. It stopped raining. Thank God. Now, something weird is going on in Virginia. Uh, in, uh, in in Virginia politics, we have a lieutenant. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Attorney General uh, uh, Mark Herring, uh, who admitted that he, just like the uh, Ralph Northam, the governor, uh, wore blackface uh, or and did inappropriate things, which had to do with uh, with African uh, with African Americans. So. He basically pretty much admitted that he, too, is a Democrat racist. Uh, it seems to be, seems to be that, uh, uh, that Democrats just can't run away from their KKK truth. For more than 100 years, in many states, a politician could not be elected to office, a Democrat politician, unless he was part of uh, Ku Klux Klan. And it was, uh, it would have been funny if it wasn't said looking at all those Democrat women wearing Ku Klux Klan whites yesterday to a uh, State of the Union address. Uh, they decided either they were totally unaware what it looks like or it's a something that's so far ingrained into the Democrat uh, racist uh, ideology uh, that it seems normal to them to wear uh, uh, white sheets as Democrats, which was for uh, after uh, after the Civil War, which was normal. As a matter of fact, it was impossible for Democrat politicians from many many states to be elected unless they were members of uh, Ku Klux Klan. Uh, let me go uh, to the story I found on AP. This one is uh, is just breaking. Uh, escalating crisis. Uh, Virginia AG says he wore blackface too. Uh, that's the headline on Associated Press. This is the picture if you are uh, watching me on my live stream of uh, Mark Herring. And let's read a few paragraphs. Uh, Dateline Richmond, uh, uh, Virginia, obviously. Uh, the political crisis in Virginia escalated dramatically Wednesday when another top Democrat, Attorney General Mark Herring, admitted putting on blackface uh, in the 1980s where he was in college. With Governor Ralph Northam, a career already hanging by a thread over a racist photo in his 1984 medical school yearbook, Heron issued a statement saying he wore 
uh, brown makeup and a wig and a wig in 1980 to look like a, a, a rapper during a party as a 19-year-old at the University of Virginia. Herring, who was among uh, those calling for Northam uh, to resign and uh, was deeply, deeply sorry for the pain that I caused with this relation, said in the days ahead, honest conversation and discussion will make it clear whether I can or should not continue as attorney uh, general. The 57-year-old uh, Herring went public after rumors of a blackface photo of him had circulated at the Capitol for a day or more. But in his statement, he said nothing about the existence of a photo. Well, obviously, the photo uh, existed. If he uh, if he is hinting that uh, that he is uh, is ready to resign, uh, Democrats simply Democrats is a party of racism. Uh, it is no secret, just not publicized very well in the United States that. German Nazis used uh, Jim Crow laws as a bl blueprint for their uh, uh, for their Nuremberg laws, where they excluded Jews, Gypsies, and other uh, people uh, of the races they they, uh, they deemed undesirable. And it is open secret too that uh, they thought that uh, Jim Crow laws of the old Democrat South went too far. Ladies and gents, Democrats did not change their stri uh, stripes, if you will, did not. Uh, they uh, have always been a party, <sighs> they have always been a progressive party. Uh, let's face it, both, uh, both fascism, Nazism, communism, socialism, all those isms have sprouted from the same collectivist tree. Unfortunately, the United States, even though we don't call a spade a spade, but we live in a fascist society. What is a fascist society? It's where the government and the corporate interests merge. And they did in the United States. We have a military-industrial complex that merged, private industry merged with, uh, with our government. We have prison-industrial complex. Uh, which we have private prisons and other private support groups supposedly helping people to get off drugs have merged with the government. And it looks like uh, they can do no wrong. And, uh, and this is a story that I found. Let me go this way. Nope, this is a better window. This is a story that I found on uh, CBS Chicago. Uh, the... Uh, let me pronounce this name properly. Steringetics, which is a company. Steringetics allegedly covered up toxic emissions, uh, emissions operated secret plants, former workers say. Now, this is, uh, this is an absolute horror story. In the heart of the heart of the Democrat-controlled uh, uh, territory, Chicago, a uh, company, chemical company, has... Uh, uh, has contaminated the area so much that it looks like there are confirmed uh, confirmed cases of cancer that resulted from that. And for years, no Democrat politicians ever said anything. Uh, how do you spell chronic capitalism? Let me read you a couple of paragraphs from this story. Uh, Dateline uh, Chicago, 
A local company accused of dumping toxic chemicals for decades uh, took extraordinary steps to cover up the release of cancer-causing gas in secretly operated other facilities in the suburbs, according to court filings and former workers. According to uh, the uh, ex-employees and documents, who, uh, the practices of, of Willowbrook-based uh, uh, sterigenics uh, potentially exposed even more residents to toxins than previously thought. So, we have a politically connected uh, corporation that operated with impunity by uh, poisoning uh, the residents uh, in and around Chicago. This is the face of a fascist structure of our government. We have one party that believes in crony capitalism, and crony capitalism is what exactly what Benito Mussolini has called fascism. Uh, I mean, it's impossible. It's impossible to cover something like that up unless, unless this corporation had full support of the local political class. Uh, moving on. Since uh, those things are becoming public now, it is harder and harder for Democrat uh, fascists, Democrat Nazis, to keep, to keep their actions a secret and to escape with impunity. You remember the Covington boys, they were lied about, and when the uh, Democrat Nazi propaganda machine tried to uh, destroy their young lives. This is from uh, Cincinnati.com, the Inquirer. Uh, headline, Sedman Lawyer, letter sent to New York Times, uh, today show 50 other may proceed in suits. This is from last uh, week. Apparently, there are seven high-powered law firms, high-powered lawyers, that are representing the Covington Boys and they are targeting everybody and anybody who besmirched their reputation, who lied about them, who disseminated lies. I'm not going to read you the whole paragraph, but let me, uh, let me read you uh, the list of their targets. Uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, seeing that. Uh, okay. They are targeting Washington Post, New York Times, Cable News Network, The Guardian, National Public Radio, TMZ, Atlantic Media, Capitol Hill Publishing, Diocese of Covington, uh, uh, Diocese of Lexington, Archdiocese of Louisville, uh, Diocese of ba uh, Baltimore, uh, Anna Cabrera, uh, Sarah uh, uh, Sudner, uh, Aaron Burnett, uh, S.E. Cobb, Elliot C. McLaughlin, Amanda Watts, Emmanuel uh, Greenberg, Michelle uh, Burstein, Steve uh, Woodson Jr., uh, Atonic uh, Alivo, Joe Helm, let me uh, scroll this down, Michael E. Miller, Ellie Rosenberg, uh, Isaac Stanley Becker, Christine Phillips, Sarah Mervosh, Emily Robb, Maggie Huberman, David Brooks, Shannon uh, Doyne, Kurt uh, Etchwald, Andrea Mitchell, Savannah Guthrie, uh, Joy Reed, uh, Chuck Todd, Noah Beriatsky, uh, Alicia Fredstadt, uh, Yoon Kung Kim, 
HBO, Bill Maher, Warner Media. Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole of the whole list. So a lot of those people I've never heard about. But uh, it looks like uh, Covington boys are out for blood. And uh, I think all of us need to support them. That's, that's, that's the good news. Now, moving on. Uh, as we all know, the uh, Democrat Party supports murder of children, born and unborn. Uh, New York uh, recently, New York State passed a child murder law, which uh, allowed the murder of uh, children up until their date of birth. So you could abort a child, which is a murder in New York State, illegal to murder a child, up until the point of when the woman starts contracting and giving birth. It's perfectly legal for a woman to abort her child, and abortion could be performed in this law uh, by, not doesn't necessarily have to be a doctor, who be a medical practitioner, so anyone could do it. Furthermore, this law took away uh, a legal concept of unborn child's uh, uh, personhood. So now, from what I understand, if uh, uh, if somebody beats up a pregnant woman and a child dies inside uh, her womb, uh, he cannot be charged with murder, as it could be paid, uh, was possible in the past. Well, I am on Israel Today's story. Uh, finally, uh, Jewish people woke up uh, because uh, two rabbinical councils are... Uh, uh, have uh, have came out against abortion. Now understand that Israel Today is a liberal publication. The headline is Jews complain the rabbis are sounding like Christians. But let's read the story. Rabbis generally do not speak out against abortion, at least not like Christians. But New York uh, terrible new law allowing abortion up to the moment of birth has steered at least two of the largest rabbinical councils in the U.S. to come out with public statements on the controversial issues. Uh, quotation, Jewish law opposes abortion except in cases of danger to the mother, reads the Rabbinian Council of America statement. There is no sanctions to permit the abortion of a healthy fetus <coughs> when the mother's life is not in danger. Jewish congregations were surprised by the public condemnation of abortion. Many of the most popular comments on the ruling, which was posted on RCA website complained that rabbis now sounded like Christians. Well, thank God that uh, Orthodox Jews finally finally woke up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Margaret Sanger, who was the instrumental political force in making the murder of the unborn children uh, legal, was a Nazi. She was a racist. She wanted to cleanse the United States from blacks, Jews, and other uh, races, including Southern Europeans, who in her view were undesirable. I don't understand the reluctance of American Jews to understand this and cling to the Democratic Party that actively, actively associated with Nazis, Jew-hating, uh, the, uh, uh, the Muslim invaders into our country, which openly advocate uh, which openly advocate the murder of Jews and openly, openly support the murder of unborn children.
uh, both uh, both Christians and Jews worship the same book, the Old Testament. It's very clear from that book that the life of a child is uh, sacred. And also very clear from that book, unless, of course, you're a Marxist or a Nazi, that life begins at conception. And I'm glad that finally at least a portion of... Uh, of uh, of uh, of uh, Jewish religion uh, members have uh, decided to understand what evil, what evil, the murder of the unborn children is. So uh, let's support those rabbinical council and let uh, let's welcome them into our fold. Finally, finally, I hope Jews are waking up that they support Democratic Party and those Democrat Nazis disproportionately. Let's welcome them to, to, to our fold. Let's welcome them. Uh, they have to understand that they're supporting the people who hate them. And quite frankly, uh, I have no idea why Jews support the Nazis. It, it, it's a weird psychological, anthropological phenomenon. So let's welcome them. Moving on. Uh, this is a uh, story that I have found uh, that talks about speaking English in the United States. Uh, let me wait till it gets loaded. Let's see here. It loaded. This is from. Uh, uh, this is from. Uh, let's see. Uh, Uh, scmp.com uh, headline Chinese students at uh, US University were told uh, to speak uh, to speak English I think it what is it SCPM South South China what is this uh, publication I should know that uh, South China Morning Post that's where I found this on Chinese students headline Chinese students at a U.S. university were told to speak English, simple racism or something more. Uh, uh, Sub uh, headline. Graduate students at Duke University were told they should speak English 100% of the time while on campus. The incident has attracted the deserved the condemnation, but the true uh, motivations behind it need to be examined. Uh, let me read you a few paragraphs, then I'll give you uh, some of my thoughts. Uh, the now notorious incident in which Duke University, uh, by, a stat, uh, by a statistics, graduate students from China were told by their program director that they should speak English 100% of the time while on department premises, deservedly attracting condemnation in the United States higher education community and among Chinese in the U.S. and China. As a professor of ethics, Chinese origin myself, uh, I'm Singaporean, with 35 years uh, experience teaching at the University of Michigan, which has scholarly links with China that uh, go back to the 19th century, which for decades has had a large population of Chinese students and faculty. Two things about the incident particularly surprised me. Uh, first, international students' uh, significant presence on U.S. Uh, university campuses in their proclivity to speak with compatriots in their uh, native language as well as established. 
at my uh, business school in the norm to hear multiple languages spoken in the halfway and common areas. Most faculty and students enjoy the uh, cosmopolitan uh, ambience even though we cannot and do not need to understand what's being said. After all, American students in study abroad programs speak English among themselves. Uh, anyways, there's a, uh, I'm not going to read the whole of it. I think the headline speaks, uh, speaks for itself. Let me, let me say a few things. Uh, let me uh, say a few things about this. Uh, I work in uh, Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles County. Matter of fact, uh, the, uh, the city where I work at is predominantly Chinese. The company which I work for, uh, I'd say about two-thirds of, uh, of the employees are Spanish-speaking. Uh, and the rest are either uh, 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 the rest are Asian of uh, either Chinese, Korean, and uh, of some other origin. Uh, the uh, English speakers, which are uh, black and uh, white employees, uh, among about uh, 200 employees, were maybe four. Uh, there is one lady that works. Uh, in the business office. Uh, she's the only native English speaker that works there. And she is being tormented by, uh, uh, by those uh, who speak a foreign language in her presence, who simply refuse to include her in their conversation. I think they're doing it on purpose. Uh, it, is not, it is not racism when Americans demand that we speak English on campus and workspace. I think it is on uh, those people who are immigrants to show us respect. You know what? It is past time where you can call racism if we demand that we speak, uh, that we speak English, that, uh, that immigrants speak English. I think we should demand that immigrants that come to our country speak English. I came here more than 40 years ago from the Soviet Union, and I learned to speak English. It is not hard. And quite frankly, I run into a problem with non-English uh, speakers uh, trying to exclude me from, uh, from the social life, and it happens all the time. Uh, in the local, uh, you should look at uh, these uh, English speakers that go to the uh, uh, that go uh, to uh, the uh, gyms in the Greater Los Angeles area. What you have in there, and I have not seen anybody write about this, is groups of different ethnicities congregating different parts of the gym, speaking their own uh, their own languages. There is no inclusion. Uh, the English speakers, which are uh, they're mostly either white or black uh, Americans, are treated like crap. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not gonna I, I am not gonna cry uh, discrimination. I'm not gonna complain about it. But what I'm going to say is that we need to demand we need to demand that people speak English. I have done that to a group of Chinese not too long ago at my gym who decided to stake out portion of the locker room where I where I simply had to uh, change my clothing to uh, because I finished worked out. Uh, I was in the middle of that gaggle and they were speaking uh, Chinese uh, 
and I was right in the middle. I simply demanded, I said, the gents, if you want to speak in my presence, you need to speak English. And I was met with blind stares. And I, and, uh, I repeated myself several times. They didn't start speaking English, but they moved their conversation away from me. And I think uh, we, the English speakers, uh, have to assert ourselves. We can't cry about it. We can't complain about it. And if we're called racist because of Soviet, the, the uh, being accused of racism doesn't, uh, that accusation doesn't hunt anymore. And I intend to do that again. If, uh, if I'm going to be in the middle of a gaggle of foreigners on the American soil who decide to speak foreign language, which I do not understand, I will demand that they speak English, even if it means some sort of a confrontation. That's the only way to educate our guests to be polite. Moving on. Uh, our culture is changing. Our culture is changing in a way that is uh, unprecedented. And the reason it's changing is because uh, internet, and I'm trying to bring up the story right now, uh, because the internet had made many information that was not available before uh, uh, easily accessible. Uh, I am on strategic uh, uh, culture news.com. Uh, the headline story the headline is American Surgeon Contempt for Billionaires, and there is a nice picture of uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, on it. Uh, this story is from January 28th. And let me read a few paragraphs. Uh, the commentary on January 2nd by news uh, by Fox News host Tucker Carlson was headlined at YouTube Tucker leaders show no obligation to American voters. And it represents a historic turning point in American political culture. The, this from the Republican Party's news site Fox refers to America's ruling class, the controllers of both parties, as mercenaries who care only about themselves. And it is especially attacks both libertarianism and conservatism. <coughs> Excuse me. The two ideologies upon which the post-Abraham Lincoln Republican Party is based. Carlson's commentary says that money rules and that democracy is only normal and not real in today's America. Uh... Let me make a couple of comments about that. Uh, Tucker Carlson did uh, verbalize exactly what we, the MAGA people, people who voted for Donald Trump, understand and feel insulted by. We are being ruled by wealthy and not deserve uh, people who earn their wealth. No, no, not the people who worked hard and a self-made billionaires. We are ruled by a hereditary aristocracy, by the banking elite that creates money uh, because they can, and by the professorial class uh, that serves that banking, uh, that banking elite. Uh, none of those people work hard a day of their life. They live in a redistributive uh, economy. They only get uh, high-paying jobs and high-paying positions because they're related to somebody by blood, 
and because uh, their circle of friends and family uh, possess unbelievable wealth. The rest of us, the middle class, actually do have to work for a living. They work for a living very hard. Yet they have uh, decided, they have decided to look down on us just because we work hard and they get uh, a form of government and corporate welfare. Uh, and this is a, I am glad that somebody as high, uh, as with such a high recognition name as Tucker Carlson and touched upon it. Our whole movement, uh, the Trump train, if you will, is a class conflict, not the Marxist class conflict, but the good old time uh, conflict between the aristocracy who inherited their wealth and by the independent men who, who pride their pride, who work for a living. It never ends well for the aristocratic class, but it becomes very messy. And let's hope, let's just hope that uh, the powers that be that inherited their wealth and their power are wise enough to understand that in our constitution, in our republic, middle class rules, middle class rules, and they have to give up their pretense of importance and their positions of power voluntarily. Because uh, when the middle class takes the power by force, it never, never ends up well. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a uh, true blue citizen journalist. I need to go back to work. But before I do, let's go over a few, uh, a few things. Uh, I am uh, trying to bring up... Uh, uh, the Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Let's take a look at that before I go. Uh, let's see here. Does uh, Donald Trump tweeting anything interesting? Uh, just about his uh, State of the Union address, uh, which I found interesting, which I found nice, uh, which I found inspiring. Uh, was a little disappointed that he did not attack Democrats harder than uh, he did was a little disappointed that he did not talk about not getting involved in uh, endless uh, in endless foreign wars. But generally, I thought the address was good. Uh, this is uh, Tulsi Gabbard's uh, uh, Twitter feed. Uh, she is a rising star in the independent movement of uh, you know, who likes and supports the middle class. Unfortunately, she's a Democrat, so I cannot fully support her. But if she gets red-pilled completely, she is an interesting, interesting alternative to, uh, to Donald Trump because I think she uh, understands, understands our fight against the, uh, uh, against the ruling class. And I think from everything that I have seen in her interviews, she's on our side. Uh, Drudge Report. Drudge Report still highlights the uh, Trump rocks uh, the house. We will never be socialist country. Bernie Scowls. Well, I disagree with that. We are a socialist country, a crony capitalist country, which is a fascist form of socialism. So, uh, yeah, he said that it was a nice thing, but uh, 
We need to keep Donald Trump's uh, feet to the fire. He needs to represent us and not the neocons, not the uh, Washington uh, swamp creatures. And, some, and at times, I think uh, he forgets who brought him uh, to the dance. And we need to remind of that every day. Because without us, he's got no power. He'll be impatient, go to jail. So his ass better do what his employers, us, the MAGA movement, have elected him to do what he promised. And first of it, first of it, he needs to build an effing wall. New York Times. What does New York Times uh, uh, say? And I'm waiting for it to load. Let's see. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. Uh, let's see. Top right, the headline. Virginia Attorney General says he also dressed in blackface. I think Democrats are absolutely besides themselves. What 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 a KKK uh, Democrat party they are. All right, folks. Uh, I am on my website, wellnews.us. If you need to contact me for some reason or want to, just click on contact info. All my information is there. Uh, my phone number is there too. But uh, I suggest if you don't know if you do not know me personally, uh, email me first. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on this podcast, on this uh, Periscope, on this live stream. Uh, I appreciate it a lot more than I can ever ever express in words. Uh, I gotta get back to work. So have a great blessed day. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you.